begin our previews this time with Division Two Single A. Hello again, everybody. Chris Brooks along with Scott and Burton. Welcome to the 6.5 Preps Podcast. We're on the way to covering 90 teams in seven days, and we get the smaller schools in Division Two in this episode. Some good talent here, and the only classification that brought back a state championship to Middle Tennessee last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was the only one, wasn't it? Yeah, the seven that – of the seven classifications that had a mid-state team in the championship game, only Davidson Academy was able to bring home gold, and we'll get to them in a bit. There's a lot of there's a lot of good rivalries here, and there's some pretty good games that'll be hopefully coming around this season, depending on you know, whether teams can play or not. Right, right. Now that's a big question for uh, especially with some of these smaller teams. It, it won't take much to, unfortunately, uh, with the depth at some of these schools. It, it wouldn't take a whole lot to put somebody on the shelf really quick. Now, they are not governed by any county school system, so they can make their own decisions on, on whether they play or not, which is an advantage over the public schools. That is true. That is true. So, I mean, they're probably still going to have to be very, very careful about how they go about this season, but they hold a little bit more control as far as whether they play or not than than any of the Division One teams that we've already covered. so and It may be a little easier for them. I'm not sure. Just depending on the school system, it may be actually easier for them to uh, socially distance yeah. or alternatively educate their students. Right. So, I mean, there may be some advantage to that. Yeah. I don't know. Something to think about as we start to get into the 2020 regular season. Hopefully, Thursday night, August 20th, we'll kick that th- off at Rockvale, and uh, we'll talk more about that and really all about week one in our week one episode coming very soon. Yep, yep, can't wait. So we're going to take a quick break. We're coming right back and jumping into the East Division of Division Two Single Day right after this. This is the 615 Preps Podcast. Stay with us. Hey, folks, if you want to support high school football coverage all across Middle Tennessee, let 615 Preps help. We have sponsorship opportunities for the 2020 season to suit all needs and budgets. For more information, shoot us an email at 615preps at gmail.com. That's 615preps at gmail.com. 615preps, Friday night's finest play here. Back here on the 615preps podcast, we start Division Two in single A with the East region, which, you know, Friendship Christian won this region last year, Scott, and their success was really tied to whether they didn't play Davidson Academy or not. Yeah, I mean, really, uh, they took it on the chin twice, both times to the Bears, and the uh, the last time was in the in the postseason. In the semifinals, a 27-10 loss to Davidson Academy, one step from Cookville. They did lose a third game early in the season to Trousdale County, but other than that, you know, the rest of their competition in the Division Two, they handled it. Yeah, it and it, it was – I don't want to say it was surprising, but because both teams were so good, but but friendship, they easily could have been there just as just as well as Davidson Academy. Yeah, really. In an earlier meeting, there was like a seven point game the first time they lost to Davidson Academy. So they yeah. could they could have played with them. Yeah. Well, the good thing about uh, this for this year's team is that they have ten returning starters coming yeah. back. Uh, you know, seniors they got eleven, so they have some. They have some experience on this team. 
I look up front and I see guys like Bobby Owen and Mitchell Bear, especially on that line. Is, is this the kind of unit that really can can lead this team forward, or what have you seen out of them? I, I think I think they can. Uh, really, you know, I look at guys like Mitchell Bear, uh, the offensive lineman, senior, uh, all region, all county, all state. He's a dependable blocker, stays on his blocks, drives people off the ball. Noah Tidwell. Uh, also, offensive lineman, six foot uh, two thirty. He was really more on the region. He's a region defensive player of the year, um, but uh, really, uh, a really, really solid player. These guys are are solid up and down. Uh, really, right now, the the biggest question is going to be at quarterback, uh, Camden Hayslip. Uh, is uh, he was all region, all county before an injury last year. You know, he comes back in. Is he going to be healthy? Is he going to be the same same guy? Are they going to run similar offense to what they did before? He's a big, big guy. I mean, 6'3", 210. He's, he's a solid, solid quarterback. Um, lots of size on both sides. Like you said, their biggest obstacle, the Bears. Yeah, and thankfully, they're not in their region. So, you know, they'll play them the regular season again, but you – know, they should win this region if all goes well for them, just given the talent that they've got coming back. Yeah, and, I th- you know, you look at some of the skill positions, Drew Porter, uh, really good wide receiver, plays multiple positions, excellent special teams player. Speaking of special teams, Neil Kane. Yeah. Neil Kane, kicker, punter. Huge leg for Neil Kane. Seeing, just seeing some of his videos on social media, he can bomb it. Oh, yeah. Uh, 92% PAT rate, too, mm-hmm. so he's accurate as that's, well. That's an underrated stat, especially in high school. They're not giving away points by missing extra points. And when you have a kicker hitting more than 9 out of 10, that's pretty That's pretty good. I think this team's loaded. I think this team is ready for the long for the long haul, and it's just I think they have what it takes to, to win it all. They just have to do it. Yeah, yeah. that, that real that obstacle will be – can they get past Davidson Academy or whoever gets out of the West region and, and in the postseason? I mean, they're close to going back to state under John McNeil, who's had his share of moments on the big stage and possibly could get one here in 2020. We'll see what the commanders can come up with. Uh, they open up at Trousdale County and uh, trying to avenge a, a week one loss last year. So we'll see right away what kind of team this Friendship Christian team has. Yeah. DCA has had a rough offseason. You know, March 3rd, tornadoes came through and ripped the, the campus apart. Uh, but they have managed to rebuild everything, and they look to have everything ready to be going on time as far as, as being playing at home. Was there ever a group of kids who were so ready for a season to start, do you think? Well, we've got two of them in this region, and we'll talk about the other ones in a minute. Yeah, I, I think that these guys will be chomping at the bit. Uh, There's another team that fell to the state champs in the postseason. Yeah. Um, yeah, this this team's uh, got – you know, they did a really good job last year on defense especially. Um, you know, only allowed 11.8 points per game, 8.9 in the region. And four shutouts too. Yes. Uh, yeah, and they, they could put uh, points on the board as well. Um, you know, they, they've got some, you know, they've got some players here that, uh, really could, uh, really could do something. Uh, I look at Aiden Francis up front. He's a center. He, he, he was all region at center. He's an excellent pass protector. Loves the pancake blocking. You know, I love pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's also a good size, uh, uh, a nose tackle. He, he's got speed. Can we find a a syrup sponsor just for that? I, I want to know. I mean, can we? Yeah. I anybody mean, that's got some syrup that wants to sponsor this show, please get in touch with us yeah. because Pancake Block of the Week should be a thing. It really should. Absolutely. Brought to you by, I'm not going to say it. Don't do it. But it's a little cabin. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, uh, you got uh, Bradford Gaines at quarterback. Mm. Uh, he's got a live arm. He's got accuracy. He'd be throwing to Riley Stanton, probably a, a 6'2", 190 wide receiver. That uh, he <laughs> he's a linebacker that plays that, yeah. that plays receiver. Really. Um, now Ashton Harris very well could jump up and see some quarterback this year or take the position. That's a lot of the question that we didn't get. Because of the lack of a spring. Yeah, and a lot of teams are facing that with no spring practice, no summer workouts, no seven-on-seven, seven, nothing like that. Yeah, and it, it makes it even difficult. As bad as it is for the coaches, it really kind of makes it bad for people who are, who are on the outside looking in. Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, but uh, they've got a uh, they've got a solid defense. I want to look at John Lewis, uh, their strong safety. He's a senior. All region, all county defender, 103 tackles, 27 solo, and nine for loss. Solo tackles for loss. Hmm. Um, you know, as a running back, 950 all purpose yards, 10 TDs. The guy's got blazing speed. He can break one anytime. So, you know, this is another team that could make some noise. They're going to have some trouble uh, leapfrogging Kings Academy, maybe. I don't know if they're quite ready to challenge. Friendship, but I'm sure that they'll give it a shot. Uh, these guys, are, I'm sure, are ready to go. Yeah, yeah. With everything that's happened in the off season, I, it's hard pressed to find a team that, you know, really needs to get on the field more than DCA. I mean, they'll open. They're actually going to open, not at home. This was supposed to be a home game against Silverdale Academy. It has been moved to Tennessee Tech to kind of cut down the distance between the two schools. So they'll play on a neutral turf. In their first game, they won't be on their home field until September 11th against Middle Tennessee Christian. So there may be a little more extra time to get everything tidied up and get ready to go. Right. So, but the next team, one one team on our list that's going to really have some questions is Middle Tennessee Christian. Yes. Um, you lose a Mister Football and Kamari McGowan, and then your coach. And then you have to replace it. You have to replace your head coach, mm-hmm. basically in the middle of the off season, as Fred Shambaugh left for a position in Texas. So, you know, my biggest question is, what do the Cougars have to look forward to coming back on, with everything that's happened in the off season? And well, it, you're right. The biggest question is, how do you replace a, a running back with uh, like uh, Kamari McGowan? McGowan. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> I have notes. Um, <laughs> you have more notes than I do, probably. You have more notes than most people should have. Yeah, but I have a worse memory than you. Well, <laughs> you said it. I didn't. I said what? <laughs> <laughs> no, as long as you've got as long as long you've got a blocker like Alaric Watson, 6'6", 3'10", mm-hmm. he's being looked at. Uh, he's one of the premier uh, offensive linemen in the mid-state. Um the guy's a force of nature. I mean, really, on both sides of the ball. But uh, right now, he's going to be – I think that they're looking at Drew Lusk as being the 
the primary back. Mm. He's a 5'8", 210 wrecking ball. Yep. Another middle linebacker disguising as a running back. Uh, a lot of speed, uh, bounces off of tackles, but can hit the hole really, really well. Right. So, you know, and they've got a good quarterback back there, Aiden, Aiden Hooper. He's a junior quarterback, a 6'1", He's got a strong arm. He's got wheels. He's a dual threat. They're going to need that. Uh, I really think that that they've got some pieces uh, for Coach Robertson to build around yep. uh, for the future. Uh, they may still be, you know, depending on you know how they come out of uh, how they come out of spring or well, no spring. Yeah. Uh, and and really, it really just depends on uh, you know how quickly they can gel, how quickly they can come together. They've got a. A really good off uh, outside linebacker, Trey Harris, 104 tackles, four sacks. He blows plays up. He's a stalker with side-to-side ability. Uh, really, these are the Cougars. This kid plays like a Cougar. I mean, honestly, he stalks, but when he sees that weak gazelle, man, he pounces. Boom, I did, he's on him. I did not know which way you were going with that, but thank you for going in the, in the, uh, in the nature direction. Hey, it's a family show. This is true, yeah. But uh, head coach P.J. Robertson is an interim head coach this season. They plan on resuming that coaching search after the year's over. So whether he gets the interim tag dropped from that title remains to be seen. Yeah, because uh, I think part of it is he's, he's trying to make that decision too if yeah. it's something that he wants. So Right. Uh, and that and that would make it difficult. But, uh, well, yeah. I guess it'll – I guess what we'll, like anything else, we'll all see. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> 2020 is going to be a wait and see yet. <laughs> A wait-and-see season, basically. Oh, yeah. And, oh. and the Cougars open at White House Heritage on the 21st of August and before coming in home to face Friendship Christian to open their home part of the schedule. Another team that really needs to see the field in a bad way is Mount Juliet Christian Academy. Mm-hmm. They were the other school affected in those March tornadoes, and unfortunately they took it maybe a little bit worse than DCA did. They have not been able to get back on their field yet and won't this season. So where are they looking at having to play? Probably think? Mount Juliet Middle School's field will be a lot of their home games. Uh, they may have to play a couple on the road, possibly. But they do have another site just right down the road, so it's not like they're not going to have a field. But it just won't be their own. Right, right. Uh, that's unfortunate. But, you know, you know, these are some kids that, you know, I, I guess you're right. It, it, it is worse because – as much as you want to get on the field, you want to get on your field. Yep. And uh, they had a beautiful stadium. Absolutely. So hopefully yeah. they build it back bigger and better. It's not going to you – know, I know it's um, not as much for these seniors, but uh, – For the ones coming the up ones in a couple, couple up, of years. Uh, this, this team needs defense. Uh, yeah, it, it does. Uh, they, they struggled last season as far as giving up points were concerned. Uh, they gave up – 50 points on more on five separate occasions. Yeah, it, it uh yeah, they were 32 or 38.2. They were 36.3 in the region and uh only you know conversely they're almost under 25 offensive points per game uh under 30. So that you know that mix is not 100% where you'd want it to be. Um, but they have some good key players returning. Christian Link comes back, yep. uh, uh, the senior quarterback. Uh, you know, two hundred eight 
uh, completions, 1,813 yards, 15 of uh, passing touchdowns, and five rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of production out of that quarterback position. Um, Cam Curtis, uh, he, he returns. This is his junior year. He He's kind of a fire plug. He's 5'8", but he's 200. 5.8 yards per game and five TDs last year. He also had 33 tackles at linebacker and the pick. He's a strong runner. He breaks through arm tackles. Like I said, it's like trying to tackle tackle a fire, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, a fire plug. It it really is. Yeah, Matro Walker, you know, coming back as well. He's starting to get some some D1 offers at at the wide receiver spot. He, six three two oh eight has a big catch radius and, and just an all around great athlete and and somebody that I think. Watching a little bit of film on him starting to improve his blocking downfield has been a big key for him getting some of these offers coming in. Yeah, I mean he he's got some excellent speed, and like you said, he is he's only going to get better. Yeah, thirty five catches last year, six hundred ten yards, six touchdowns, eighteen tackles and a sack on defense. Also had an interception on defense and return a fumble for a touchdown. So he does a little bit of everything for them. It's a full day. It, it is a full day. He's had he's had a few of those playing both sides for Mount Juliet Christian. Uh, well, they've they've got a uh, looking at special teams. They got a good kicker too, Carter Branham. Mm-hmm. Um, he hit nineteen of twenty two PATs and he was sixty six percent on field goals. So they're going to need those points any way they can get them. Right. Yeah, that's it's a lot of points are, are just scored in this region and on their schedule. So you know, for them to improve on that record from last season where they lost to Columbia Academy the first round, they'll, they'll have to do a little bit better defensively. But you know, the Saints are they, – they have enough motivation to do so with everything that's happening in the offseason. It's one team that you want to see do well after the heartbreak they've been through. Yeah. We end this region with Grace Christian and Franklin, um, and, a, and a favorite of yours, Rusty Smith, as a head coach still. Yeah, yeah. I like Rusty Smith. I think that uh, – and I think that – he took a program, and he is still building it. And, you know, it's, it's a small school. It's, it's in an area where everybody is good. Mm-hmm. And so it's just going to take some time. And if they have patience with him, he very well could build this into something eventually that is hard to beat. But for right now, they're, they're struggling a little bit. Yeah, 0-10 last season, unfortunately, uh, had a couple of, Pretty close losses. Web School, I think, was a four-point loss. And they were in the game against Grace Baptist at the end, but didn't quite pan out for them. Uh, a winless season, so they're hoping to turn that around a little bit and, and move forward this year. Now, he's got six defenders come back, and defense was a really uh, rough spot for them. They, uh, they just were way off the page on uh, the points allowed. And, and – of course, you know, it kind of you, – you don't know whether it's your offense because your offense struggled as well. You never know whether it's your offense not being able to get a field, but odds are you're running out of steam. Right. Because you are playing guys – you're playing true Ironman football. Yeah. Um, but they do have some players. Ashton Kelly, uh, a good quarterback. I, this kid impresses me. Uh, he's got – he's elusive. He's strong. He's hard to bring down. He keeps his eyes downfield. He's accurate. He had 1,553 yards passing last year. He's a senior, seven TDs, and he had five rushing t- uh, TDs. Um, they've got a, a wide receiver corner uh, named Maddox Lambert, who's a possession receiver with good hands. Um, you know, 
Cooper Mason, who plays – I've got listed down, wide receiver, free safety, strong safety, linebacker, sophomore. <laughs> <laughs> the, the kid literally plays wherever Coach Smith needs him, and he, and he excels at it. Uh, but one that I'm really, really interested in seeing how he does is uh, Kitan Wolf. He's a linebacker. He's a senior. He's got great speed for middle linebacker. He shoots the gap well, hits like a load of bricks. I mean, these kids give it every week. And it's unfortunate that, you know, they've not been able to break into that wind calm. And I'm hoping that, just like they do, that, that they can find a way to have some positive success this year. Uh, I think it would do a lot for Coach Smith. I do think it would do a lot for his program. But uh, he's got some great kids there, uh, some kids that really, really work hard. be interesting to see how the season progresses for him. Got a couple of really intriguing teams on the other side that we'll get into after the break. So stay with us. This is the 615 Preps Podcast. Next up in our preview show, we go to the west region of Division II Single A, and we start not with the defending state champions, but the team that actually won this region last year at Nashville Christian. They did everything right up until the semifinals of last year when USJ got them and knocked them out. Yeah, and you can't say, you know, when you get to those levels, you can't say shock. I was a little shocked. Right, yeah, uh, yeah. Just simply because this team was so well-balanced uh, last year. They did so many things just right. But that's, you know, that's, you know, the old idiom. That's why they play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year, that team, is, the team is coming back even, even more balanced, I think, and – uh, they're returning successful, experienced players, and they are hungry. And I think that that, <laughs> that may bode well for Coach Brothers and, yep. his, and his team and, and ill for the, the rest of the region. Yeah, they were the only team that beat Davidson Academy last season. And if not for that loss to USJ, it would be really a good question to ask whether they would have won the state title or not. Yeah, I, I don't think that uh, – I wouldn't put it past them. Just as just as well as they played, I mean, they were. You look at their their offensive output. Uh, it was thirty six point two in the regular season, thirty seven in the region. It was balanced uh, mm-hmm. defensively, fourteen points, whether in the region or outside. And this team's returning nine on offense and eight on defense yeah. starters. Yeah, this team is loaded. Yeah. It's it's funny that the two seeds in each region of this class got to the championship game by beating the ones in the semifinals. Nashville Christian beat USJ in their first meeting last year by a point and then lost by 21 in the semifinals. So that was, I think, the biggest shock. But in order for them to get back and, you know, who, who knows, it could be Nashville Christian and Davidson Academy in the championship game. It, it very well could. Uh, it just – like you said, it really just depends. Uh, this this region is going to be de- decided early, though, probably. Um, we could have an idea in, in week one because Nashville Christian hits two USJ to start things out in a game that actually was supposed to be a home game. Here's the trouble with Nashville Christian's, Christian's schedule. Because they swapped the USJ game to an away game, they now only have three home games. 
and none until September 18th. And one and one of them is the very last game of the season. Right. I mean, their visits to USJ and Davidson Academy. So they're two they're two toughest games, at least in my mind, are on the road. I agree. I, I think that's you know, that, that's very notable. Yeah, you know, but you know this team this team can can deal with adversity. I think that they're experienced enough to deal with that. Uh, you wish you didn't have to, but uh, you know there are lots of talents at the skill spots here. Uh, Matt McClary returns at quarterback. He's a fifty percent passer, fifteen hundred yards. He had twelve TDs, four rushing last year. Accurate on the run. He's a lefty with accuracy. He puts the ball where the guys can get it. And he'll be throwing. Uh, he'll be throwing. You know, he's got several wide receiver that that's going to have to shake out now in the season because there was no spring practice to shake it out. Yep. But he's got two running backs that are that are. Uh, Going to be able to to get him going. Josh Strickland uh, is a junior. Uh, he's a speed back. He's got power. He can juke you. He can run you over. And Martez Edwards, uh, as a rush, he was all region, all state. Um, 74 uh, carries, 645 yards, eight touchdowns. He can catch the ball, 11, 224 and two. He's shifty. He cuts on a dime. Uh, as a defender, uh, as a corner, he had 44 hits and four picks. He breaks on the ball well. He's not afraid uh, to attack the ball carry. Uh, this kid is something special. So with the running backs, he's you know they they are solid. Um, defensively, they're uh, they've got a guy Aiden Humes uh, as a defensive tackle. He's only getting better. He gets into the body of the defenders. He finishes blocks. Um, and then Nick Bozich is. Uh, a linebacker as well, solid tackler. Um, he led the team in tackles with 82 tackles. Yeah. So they've got guys coming back that are in those key spots that are going to enable them just to continue to succeed. That's a good thing, too, because, you know, the team directly behind them is the team that actually beat them out and wound up winning a state championship last year. Davidson Academy went back-to-back. And, you know, Jonathan Quinn's bunch – they have kept winning since he came on as a head coach, and it just continues for the Bears. Yeah, they they really got on a roll late um, last uh, last year. It, it just seemed like they steamrolled their way into the playoffs and just kept rolling. Yeah. And they've got a bowling ball in the backfield, mm. Griffin Sweeney. Yep, he was uh, he was the Blue Cross Bowl MVP. He was. Um, uh, 172 carries, 1,152 yards, 15 uh, touchdowns, north-south runner, power, breakaway speed, and quite frankly, as a safety, will knock you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you talk about them getting on a roll last year. After that loss to Nashville Christian, in fact, I, I misspoke earlier, they were 11-2. and two. They lost to FRA to begin the year, but they right. won't start with them because of the schedule changes. Uh they got on a roll and, and won 11 straight and really only played in two one-possession games, and that was early in the year. They were beating teams and beating teams convincingly for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they were. There, There's a, a lot, you know, they, they bring a lot back too. Uh, you know, they have, again, lots of experience. There's just a wealth of experience at the top end of this region, and there's just some great players, but – 
Uh, they're replacing a quarterback. They've got a senior quarterback back, Jared Vito. Uh, he's a senior. Uh, he's a big quarterback. Uh, he can put the ball on the mark. Uh, I'm really interested to see, though, uh, A.J. Quinn, yeah. their, their tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, this kid, he he's impressive. He's impressive at linebacker, I yeah. swear. And I'm, I'm probably – this is going to sound – I don't like comparing people to people. Right. But imagine Brian Erlacher in high school. <laughs> because watching his film, I, he plays like that. He's got a high motor – I, I mean, I got it written down, typed, well, typed in right here. Looks like a high school version of Erlacher. There I mean, you go. Honestly, he's got great hands, speed. Uh, he's just an impressive player. Two-time state all-state uh, all linebacker, 51 tackles, 30 assists, six sacks, three-time all-region tight end. I mean, he's like a, a very young mixture of Mike Ditka and Erlacher. It just, he he's that kind of player. He is all over the place. Uh, Hunter Cruz, uh they get him back, coming back from injury. Another big target. Kelvy Rice, uh, a lightning-quick return man. Uh, very quick to read the ball at safety and corner. And then Kendall Ball, 6'2", 190. Defensive end. He's all-state defensive end, 68 tackles, 17 for loss, six sacks, three fumble recoveries, and a partridge in a pear tree. I mean, <laughs> they've got talent at the key positions. That Nashville Christian Davidson Academy game is going to be something special. Yeah. Yeah, they have had some tussles over the last couple of years, and this year looks to be no different. Uh, and the team trying to chase these teams down from behind is Columbia Academy. The Bulldogs, it was a tale of two halves last year. They started 0-5 and, and really weren't playing a lot of close games and then just went on an absolute ripper in the second half of the season, winning their last five, getting in the playoffs, winning a playoff game before Friendship Christian knocked them out. Uh, the Bulldogs have finished 6-6. Six and six. Their schedule this year looks a little bit different. They actually will start with one of the longer road trips a team in this area is going to make as they go to Clay County, a game that was literally just added days ago. Yeah, I, I saw that. and there's, It's a long way from Columbia to Salina. Yeah. But it's a big difference between Clay County and Marshall County. This is true, yeah. And you were talking about going 0-5 to start. Well, they started with Marshall County and Shelbyville, and they were scheduled to do that again. So. Yeah. And then you throw in Davidson Academy, National Christian, and USJ. So that five-game start, they were playing some good football teams there. Oh, yeah. They were playing the class of – you know, they were playing – it, it really can't get much tougher to schedule unless you scheduled all of Rutherford County. Yeah. I mean, simply, just it was just killer. But I think this team is a lot better than their record advertised uh, last year. I really think this team can uh, – can. I think that they are a postseason team. They could, I think, threaten that three spot, but it would be really, really tough. They'd have to get really – play a solid game. I think they could play with university school. Yeah. I do. Um, Nashville Christian and Davidson Academy may be just a step. but uh, And they're going to see those three teams back-to-back-to-back to back to back in September 11th, 18th, and 25th. It's, uh, th- oh that, that's gosh, a three-week the stretch that they're going to really understand where they sit. And the, the bad thing is by the time they get to USJ, they're going to be beat up. Yep. But, yep. Uh, again, um, this is a team that was – Pretty balanced. 
defensively, they they have some work to do a little bit. I mean, 21 points a game is not great. It's not horrible, especially in these divisions. Uh-huh. Um, 22 points on offense in the region. Uh, they got some key players coming back. Uh, Max Ballard running back. He's a run-receiving threat, good north-south runner. Uh, he's the leading tackler on their defense as a linebacker. He sets the edge, sets blocks. I mean, sheds blocks. He's got good control. Uh, Franklin Walker is their leading rusher. He had 783 yards, good vision burst. Uh, another good defender. He had six sacks. Uh, but the quarterback, uh, he's going to be the guy, uh, Brian Baranek. He's a senior, 6195. He's got a strong arm. Uh, he likes the long ball. He really likes to throw deep. Uh, he's fun to watch on film. I mean, I can sit there and watch you know, film with. Of course, I like. Who doesn't like the long ball, right? Right. Yep. Um, they've got a uh, uh, an offensive lineman, six three two forty miles Nixon. It's uh, he's only going to get better. I think he drives players, he finishes blocks, but uh, you know it's it's going to be it's going to be hard for them to jump over any of those three. Not saying it can't be done. Yep. But I'm just saying. It's going to be difficult. It puts them right in the middle of the pack in that in that playoff mix and in a place where, like last year, they could get a good draw and, and win another playoff game. So, you know, maybe maybe they come up with five or six wins again this year. So let's move on to Clark Clarksville Academy next, and the Cougars had a rough go of it in 2019. Other than the three, they had two non-region wins to start the year. And then once region play began, it seemed like the bottom fell out for the Cougars. They finished three and seven, one and seven in region play. And other than a win late against Tipton Rosemark, that just didn't have a lot of close games. Yeah, that like anything else, you run into things with uh, some of these other schools where they're located has a lot to do with certain you know the type of players that you're drawing in and the size of players and the depth that you have. Clarksville's a pretty good, big area, but uh, it, they don't seem to be drawing in as much as the big players, and and that may have something to do with with that or the the size of players. They've got some good players though. They do. Uh, one that really sh- stood out to me was Tristan Aguilar Ladson. I'm sorry, Ladson. Uh, only five ten, one seventy, but he plays so much bigger. He's a running back. He hits that hole quick. And smooth, he doesn't let up, doesn't juke too much. Just he heads to the open field and he's gone. Um, free safety, he reads quarterbacks well. He is, I think, one of the best players on their team. Maybe one of the better players in Montgomery County, quite frankly. Um, Tyson Hagewood, uh, um, he's an outside linebacker. Uh, also, the slot back, he plays. He's he's five nine one eighty five. Plays bigger than his size at linebacker. He's solid. Uh, he's hard to get a lick on when you when he's got the ball. He's very elusive. Um, Jalen Townsend. That's a that's a youngster right now. That is an up and comer. He's a sophomore, but he's six one one eighty. Uh, he's a basketball player. He's uh, so he's gonna he's got that jumping skill. So they get him going offensively. Uh, there's. Their offensive line, though, that's the thing that intrigued me about this team. They're young. This team is young. And from what I see, there's a lot of sophomore juniors. 
And these guys go 280, 225, 267, 265, all on that line, all of them sophomores and juniors. I think the, these guys are only going to get better as things go on. Can they compete at this level? We'll see. I mean, that's the whole point of the program, right? Yeah. There's one really, there's one really good player that I do want to, uh, I'm, that I'm really interested in. It's Keith Richburg. Uh, he's six two, one fifty five. He's a tight end and the outside linebacker, but he he's a junior. He shoots the gap. He really is kind of fun to watch. He really does play hard, and he you kind of appreciate how hard he plays when when you see him on film. One of those kids that you probably would like to see put a little bit more weight on on his frame to to yep. become a kind of a more well rounded player. But, uh, I think I think you're right. I think if he if he can continue to improve improve his foot speed. Mm-hmm. And put some weight on, hit the weight room, and that's a lot of that. This, you know, getting you know yourself in shape as your body's growing. It, yeah, he he could be a next level player. This, I mean, this half of this half of the class, this region, you know, it looks to be National Christian Davidson Academy, USJ, and it's some order of those three. And like I said, Nashville Christian opens to USJ. But their September fourth game at Davidson Academy prob- promises to be the game of the year in this region, just to kind of sort everything out. Mm-hmm. And th- I mean, we'll know pretty quickly how those three are going to wind up. Right. It, it, it's going to be an exciting year. You know, everything. You know, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some really good senior football players here. That have opportunity that you'd love to see have the opportunity to compete and show what they can do, so they have opportunities if they arise at the next level. Yep, and we're excited to follow that journey. And it's not far away from beginning. We have one more preview episode in this series to get to. It'll be Double A and Triple A in Division Two, and we'll do that next time on the Six One Five Preps Podcast. So for Scott Burton. I'm Chris Brooks. Take care, everyone, and we'll talk to you next time. Lace them up.